0: So the topic of tonight is uh, Joe's Fox and how all this chatter about staying in the moment might be uh, the remedy for our suffering. And um, has anybody ever heard about the koan, the fox koan? Um, no? Um funny. I, I had when I started. I've been here about eight and a half years. I ordained as a priest in 2019, and for some reason, I always had kind of a little aversion to koans. I don't know exactly what it was, but uh, for some some unknown reason, the the fox koan sort of uh, I've I've um, yeah, I I really like it. So. um It starts with Hakujo Osho, which is um, this teacher's Japanese name. Some of the ancestors in China have a Chinese name and a Japanese. So it's Baijong in Chinese and uh, Hakujo in in, uh, Japanese. And he lived from 720 to 814. Uh, And the koan goes, uh, he was giving a, series of sermons at his temple. And an old man would follow the monks into the hall and listen to the sermon. And then the man would leave with the monks at the end of the sermon, day after day. And, uh, and one day, the, the old man remained behind And Hakkajou asked, uh, who are you standing right before me? And uh, and the old man said, "Uh, I'm not a human being. I was a head monk living on this mountain. And a student asked me, does a person of enlightenment fall under the yoke of causation or not? and uh and i have kind of three versions of that so there's does a person of enlightened fall under the yoke of causation or not and yoke is actually what you put on an ox so uh like if you're you're pulling an ox you put the yoke on the ox and that's kind of what the attaches the ox to the cart so it's kind of like what binds Uh, does a person enlightened fall under binding of causation or not? Another way to state it is uh, is an enlightened person free from causes and conditions? So I I think I had this idea when I first started uh, sitting that somehow or other one day I would have this enlightened state and I would be free from all of my suffering um and so that that definition really sticks with me so uh is an enlightened person free from causes and conditions um and is it possible this was from a suzuki roshi talk is it possible to be free from karma or to be free from the truth of causality so causes and conditions um And then the old man said so that so that uh, the old man was asked by a student, these questions. And the old man said, uh, yes, it is possible. Um, And then this was from a a talk that Suzuki Roshi gave, which was uh, when he was talking about the answer, he said, and that answer was not, you know, proper. So laughs. And if you've, ever, if you've ever seen a transcription or listened to a Suzuki Roshi talk, he laughs a lot. <laughs> so, and that answer was not, you know, proper. So laughs, uh, I reincarnated into a fox and I reincarnated as a fox again and again, about 500 times maybe, he said. And I cannot now, I cannot be, I cannot get free from the karma. Because I did, I said something wrong. So when he th- when he told the student that it is possible to be from free from causes and conditions, uh, the student was uh, turned into a fox, and that's um, and that's how he didn't appear in in the uh, koan, but that's what that's what he was, the old man. So the old man asked Hakujo, does a person of enlightenment fall under the yoke of causation? another way to state it is, uh, is an enlightened person free from causes and conditions? And, uh, and Hakujo answered, he does not ignore causation, causes and conditions. And, um, and then Suzuki Roshi in, in the same talk said, uh, but what do we mean by we not, we not ignore the truth or truth of causality? And you know, to be free from karma without ignoring karma and to be free from karma, what will be the way? After you attain enlightenment, your way is still, you know, you should follow the truth of karma or truth of causality. And then this is the part that wrong Tree, you cannot ignore the truth, but you should not be caught by it. And then, of course, as in every uh, koan, the old man was enlightened. <laughs> um, and uh, yeah, so it. it um, my understanding of what it means to not ignore the truth is uh and I, I wanted to kind of cite it a couple of examples in my life but is to ex- accept the reality of my life which um has been always difficult for me i have this ideal that i want to be um and so I make up stories or I, um, yeah, I'm, I'm not living in the true reality. Uh, and I think what this koan says to me is that I'm not here to sit on a cushion to try to escape. Uh, I'm, I'm here sitting on a cushion, actually, to, to to try to digest the reality of my life as it is. Uh, and in some cases uh, that's harder than others. <laughs> so how do we acknowledge causes and conditions? Um, and as I said, just acceptance um, can we can we digest that part of our life too? Can I continue to to, um, Accept and digest the reality of of the life that I'm living. Um, and for me, the some of the points are to not t- start with big items. Um, I've been divorced. I've been laid off. And I would suggest that that those probably aren't the the causes and conditions that I might start trying to accept. Um, there's a certain activation that happens in, in certain causes and conditions for me. So, um, so f- for me, it's to start small and try to, um, yeah, connect to a feeling that's happening, a feeling of, of accepting, uh, the reality of my life, um, I have a, a kind of a fun uh, example. I was, I never, I never really. I always thought I was going to have hair, and I was kind of bummed that I was when I was starting to lose it. And and um, I don't know if any of you been to Green's restaurant, uh, but like as a as a male, there's mirrors around, you know. So when you're when you're uh, going to the bathroom, you can see. 360 and i would see the back of my head which was going bald and it was it was difficult um that was really difficult i remember the first time that i sort of realized that it was raining and a drop of water hit my head and i was like wait a minute like (laughs) it normally hit hair you know so there's just this there's this there's this unconsciousness of not really being able to accept that reality um, especially cuz my dad has tons of hair and my mom's side doesn't so there was like a 50/50 chance so i kind of had this idea that that i'd you know have hair for the rest of my life and then funny enough i became a priest and i shaved my head and now when i go to greens i don't see the bald spot cuz it's all bald <laughs> Um, and so in some ways that's, uh, eliminated the situation, but in some ways it's exposed it, um, the reality of, of, yeah, now the bald spot, it's all bald and the, uh, and the, and the sensation of seeing that is different than it was before, um. And then starting small also in Zazen to, to just, you know, slowly, um, whether it happens on its own or whether it's, it's concentrated to bring in parts of my life that may not be easy to accept, uh, in a, in a place that, you know, feels safe, um, that there's time, there's space, um, yeah and and these for me these small vibrations have a, a resonance that uh can have a thread through other parts of my life so in a way i'm learning uh and sort of an experiential harmony in one area that translates to more of my experience in other areas um yeah, that accepting one small part in one area of my life is a remedy for others. Um, that this builds and builds and so there's, there's more an acceptance of just, this is who I am. Um, another example is I was coming back from a, I, I, uh, I meet with community members and have lunch and that causes anxiety. Because I'm an introvert, and I was driving back from uh, Palo Alto, and uh, and I, I love fruit. I eat, I have fruit in the morning with coffee before I sit zazen, and and there's this place, Robert's Market, in in uh, uh, Woodside that has amazing like produce, and so I kind of concentrated on. Where I decided I was going to go there and what came up was a, a, a low-level fear of just going into the market um, It's for whatever reason to be around people and to have to you know transact and it just it's just interesting how was, there was there's a social anxiety that just came up that, that again resonated, which is a very very subtle, um uh experience but i feel like practicing and and not ignoring or pushing away or pushing through um my therapist said that i'm counterphobic so normally i just push through things and i sort of miss the opportunity to just meet them and in this case i didn't just beat myself up or judge myself or feel like i was weak i just I was able to just, okay, that's, and that's just a part of my experience too. That's, that's the experience I'm having. I I ended up going in was fine, but in a way I I tend to see my, this experience, this human experience is sort of more of a lab now as a, as a, as something that just, yeah, has to uh, perform that there's a, there's, there's an experience happening ongoing subtly and sometimes not so subtly, um, that I can really tap into that's, it's pretty exceptional. And, and then the last one was, this happened when I was here at Zen Center early on, I was, my daughters came up, we had a great time. They stayed here and, um, and they were driving away from Page Street and, And my daughter just gone to college. And I thought, I just, I I did this thing where I make a list. She shouldn't have gone to college. I shouldn't have moved into a temple. We're too far away. And then I realized I just stopped for whatever reason um, and tried to tap in what was happening. And what was happening is just a sadness um, that they were leaving. And I realized that the sadness was because of all the good times we had picking them up after dances and debriefing it jack in the box or walk them to school or that that whole experience all those experiences that were coming up were directly connected to just the sadness that i was experiencing in the moment um, and again that's that you know normally i would just ignore it and figure out ways to uh you know make it go away um But I think this this koan's pointing to the opportunity for us to become experts in our own experience. Um, And in that case, the referral from an experience to another experience pointing back, or the experience of uh, abandonment we might choose with ourselves because we're going balding uh, and and to re um, connect with those parts, um, again, <laughs> again, yeah, and again, and, um, and then I just adding to, it, it happens physically for me too, I, uh, I wanted to sit full lotus, and so for seven and a half years, I've been stretching <clears throat> before zazen for about an hour, and even physically, I'll notice, a tightness in my body, like a tightness in in my experience, that's actually not in that spot, but is connected in many different parts of my body. Uh, And when I'm willing to open up to it um, naturally, uh, either physically or mentally, um, those connect in a way where I become much more aware of how things are connected. and yeah, working with my body and stretching has has had a uh, an incredibly positive experience on my sitting and and just my daily experience. So, so where did the fox go? Um, the the old man was. So what happened was he became enlightened, and the fox died, and they buried the fox. The monks buried the fox, and. Um, and in the in when I looked up fox in the Chinese mythology creatures, usual they're usually capable of shape shifting, um, who may be either benevolent or malevolent. Benevolent, yeah. And so it's interesting that that you know that fox that wanted to have hair right was shape shifting until the reality of of the tr- true experience was happening or the reality of. You know low level uh anxiety or all these other uh so i think in some ways the shapeshifter just moved on and the reality or the, of the experience of this old man you know was able to to come up and so how is staying in the moment the remedy of our suffering and to recogn- recognize uh causation constitutes, uh, the remedy for it, what's really happening. Um, and then in the book, I, I got this from the book, The Two Zen Classics. It said, or enjoy 500 rebirths as a fox. Uh, an enlightened person enjoys any condition of life in their playful samadhi. Thank you.